Hi, this is Ivanya Easley. This is the Closet Chronicle, CEO of Style by Love E and Love E Fashion. This podcast is all about the fashion entrepreneur's journey. And we have special guests that will come on and share their story, their journey, and of course, give you feedback, give you advice on how you can start or grow and scale your business. So today we have a special guest of Chloe is going to share her story, her journey, and of course, give you some advice on how to as a fashion designer. So thank you for joining, Bettina. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? Thank you for taking the time. Of course, introduce yourself. Tell us about your line and of course, how you got started. Thank you so much for having me on today. Um, as Ivanya said, I'm Bettina Benson, founder and creative director of Chloe Kristen. Um, Chloe Kristen is a celebration of the multidimensional um, modern woman. And we exist at the beautiful intersection where femininity and fierceness merge. Um, we are a line that's effortlessly elegant, yet versatile enough to, to support our woman through every step of her day. And strength and sophistication underscore everything we do. I love um, that. Eloquently. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you. I am, um, as, the, as a creative director and designer, I, I am designing a line that is true to myself um, and um, the epitome of the Chloe Kristen woman and other women like me. Um, like I said, Chloe Kristen's a lifestyle brand, right? And we're, we're starting with ready-to-wear clothing, but yes. um, we'll definitely be expanding into other categories. Um, and I started this journey back in 2015 um, when I basically just had like a difficult time finding lifestyle pieces. Like, like I said, mm-hmm. the brand is all about to support me throughout my day. Um, at the time, as a, as a corporate woman uh, who was also a mother, who yes. also understood and valued the power of personal branding and showing up in a room um, using style as a tool to let people know who I am. Yes. Uh, Yes. So um, not only I came to find that not only was that something that I needed, not only was it it a void for me, but other women like me desire the same. And um, when you take a look at the landscape of black designers, there's not a lot of black designers doing what I do. And black women wanted to buy that from a black designer as well. Love that. And I think you make a very valid point that I probably hadn't even thought about before, because I think before you, I feel like there was only Tracy Reese to a degree. And she hasn't been consistent with like making new collections on a regular basis. And she came out a while ago. But you're right. I hadn't even thought about there are no other black women designers that are doing it at that elevated elegance and style. And like you said, pieces that are just on par with the Tory Birches and Kate Spades, et cetera, et cetera. Exactly. Exactly. Um, and I think, you know, just really understanding, right. There's like those little intricacies of, okay, yes, you have your Tory Birch, you have your Veronica Beard, you have Kate Spade, but there's a little intricacies about the woman that, we design for yeah right that different from the woman that they design for down to like what she's concerned about like what occupies her mind yeah you know every day um I think you know as it even as it pertains I know this is about you know fashion entrepreneurship but you have to know your customer yeah um 
we have about five different customer avatars. Okay. And two out of those five, two of them are 70% of my customer or our customer. So that's who we're speaking to. Everything has to resonate with her. Like that's who we want. Yes. Yeah. Love that. Good point. And this is definitely about fashion entrepreneurship, but it's about the business side of it. Things I find as are working with other creators is that a lot of times enough of marrying the business sense with the fact to actually be able to grow and make a you know successful and profitable business that you create wealth and leave an impact and legacy not only for you and your family but for others. So I got to. Um, I think that was one of the best things uh, about when we first met is that you was about your business as well as com- collabing that knowledge with um, fashion and creativity and design. So I do love that. Now, when you decided you want this line for this woman, um, including yourself, how did you go about even starting it? Because I feel like a lot of times, too, when we share our stories, we're like, oh, yeah, you know, we have this line or we have this business, but we don't give people enough of like, what did you do? What are some actionable steps that you did to even get to the point where you're at now? Where you're at now versus where you started? Because I think, you know, your collabs with some major companies has been amazing. So we're going to get to that. Yeah. No. So I started again, like I said, I came from um, the a corporate world um, in medical sales specifically. So I had no formal fashion training or background. Yeah. Um, so I really, really did start from the bottom start from scratch and learning about this business um primarily you know as it as it came to product development so um i had to you know do a lot of research and um speaking with industry professionals about how to go about even developing a product right and then i had to find the individuals um to with the skill set needed to help me execute this come on and help build the product. So I started with a pattern maker and, um, had some, had some sewers. And at the time we were just doing make to order. I mean, it was very, very, um, small and I would say rough. (laughs) Yes. The execution was rough. Um, you know, cause I had to hone my, my, my skills from a a creative standpoint, uh, applying the creative, right. Cause I feel like a lot of people are creative, but you have to be able to apply that technically, right? Yeah. Um, so started there and um, developed the first collection. And of course, there were iterations to be made. And so I took those learnings and iterated until I uh, built the team that I mm-hmm. currently have now. So my foundational team, you know, being a new pattern maker and our manufacturers and pattern graders um, and people that I source from and then expanding upon that by now adding, um, you know, technical designers to my team and so on and so forth. Love that. Love that. But the key word I think you mentioned too is research um, and doing the research and doing the work to find the people to help you execute your vision. Exactly. I think, you know, you, have to you have to do your own research um i think as a entrepreneur and designer in this space i get a lot of questions and you know to some to some of them when i speak with people i'm you know always willing to help but like sometimes you just got to go research that stuff on your own you know yeah. i mean if you if you can't do that 
I'm not sure how you're going to be able to find your customer, you know, how you're going to be able yeah. to find the, your business partners, your retail partners. So, you know, I'm always a fan of doing the research before asking the questions. So. Agree. So it's a course. story get some guidance, maybe on what to even get started researching, but you can't expect somebody else to hand you everything that your journey so everything exactly um it's still not gonna happen you gotta be able to ask from people apply it and do the research and make your own way with passion as an entrepreneur I'm sorry, Yvonne, can you repeat that? I had some feedback. No problem. Being in fashion and being a fashion entrepreneur, designer, etc. What do I think is, I'm sorry, can you say it one more time? I said, what do you feel like is one of the myths about being a fashion professional? Myths. Okay, got that. Yes, myths. <laughs> sorry, no, it's fine. Um, that you spend... That 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 most of what you do is is creative and design. There's so much more to it than just um, than just being in creative um, all the time. I mean, I think that if I had to be honest with you, probably about ten percent of my time is spent designing. <laughs> that part, I totally agree. I co-sign that. And what's funny is we got into this to be creative, but it's a business, and so you spend a lot of time running the business that keeps you actually be creative. Right, right. And I think, um, you know, again, spending time on strategy, right? Like, yeah. so even from a creative standpoint, there has to be, there has to be some type of strategy, like what's your product mix? Yeah. What resonates well? Like, you know, okay, well, this, this particular style keeps being bought on repeat, yeah. on repeat, on repeat. And I might be tired of like looking at it, <laughs> <laughs> but we got to keep it because, you know, it, it, this is a business at the end of the day. So yes. um, I think, you know, <clears throat> underestimating the amount of business and strategy that goes into this. And, you know, I always say I'm so happy that I went to business school and not necessarily fashion school because Agreed. Um, <laughs> you need the business acumen and it, that can be, that can be applied to pretty much any, any industry, you know, that part, that part totally agree. Cause when I first got in the business myself, I felt at first like slightly intimidated. Cause I was like, Oh, I didn't go to school for fashion. I didn't major in fashion. I got a master's in finance, but it actually worked out in my favor when I actually started my own business because I needed the business sense more than I needed the creative <laughs> to exactly. be able to grow and make money and, you know, be able to have a sustainable business that is going to take care of you. So I love that. What do you feel like is one of the biggest challenges that you have faced in the past or currently facing now? Yeah. I mean, obviously as we scale, um, Chloe Kristen, you see, the disparities between resources, whether it be monetary or network yeah. resources um, yeah. for um, non-minority versus minority um, yeah. designers. I even think through the lens of um, through the lens of the type of clothing that Chloe Kristen sells and designs, it's understood if it's designed by 
a designer that's not of color, but there's a perception about what women of color and designers of color want to wear and offer. There's a mm-hmm. misperception there. And it's like, no, we want, we also wear, you know, wide leg black pants too. Yes. Like, we, we have to go to work. <laughs> <laughs> that part. We're not all wearing, you know, no shade, uh, you know, dressing like uh, love and hip hop or real housewives are urban or anything of that nature. We're a multifaceted, multidimensional, like every other woman out here. Exactly. (laughs) Love that. Love that. What do you feel like is one of the most important lessons you've learned? Um, Trust, follow my instincts. Yes. Yes. You know, I know, I think, I think definitely as an entrepreneur, you have to be willing to listen to Mm -hmm. advice of others, but you also have to be willing to know that when you've been doing what you've been doing and a student of the game of what you've been doing long enough yeah. and be able to trust your instinct because, um, and you need to, you know, have a, a small circle of trusted people that you, that you take advice from. And yeah, honestly, if those people aren't where you want to be or haven't done what you're, what you want to do. Yeah. Um, and when you look at them and their journey and their life and the results aren't, aren't indicative of what you want you might need to question yourself as to why you feel compelled to take advice from these particular people so I say you know have your trusted circle but also trust your instinct I love that and that does make sense because a lot of times you can get overwhelmed with all the opinions and voices of everybody do this you should do that you should do that you still got to be able to listen to the still small voice inside of like what makes the best sense for you yeah and um and stay in your own lane right I mean I feel like there's so much out here as far as like social media and trends and what um you know what what's hot from moment to moment like look the only place that the place that you can be most successful and make the most money is like in your own lane speaking to the people in that lane as well people people want authenticity they're craving it Exactly. And people can see and sniff um, in authenticity. So. Yeah, if you're going any way the wind blows at every moment, because like you said, there's so many trends and so many things that are coming and going. As a designer, you got to, you know, have your design aesthetic. And like you said, dress your customer for the kind of woman that she is and stay true to that and not get caught up in what's coming in and out of style. Exactly. I mean, because if neons is in style, but that's not your customer and that's not your line, that might not be what you need to, you know, throw in your colorway. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, I was going to say, what advice would you give to someone who wants to, you know, become a fashion designer, to grow and scale, to be, you know, the next big thing? What advice would you give them starting out? Or even just, um, you know... Now, even if they're not starting out, they're in it and they're trying to, you know, figure out their next steps and moves and grow and scale. Right. I think I think it's to understand, you know, do you have a clear message? Are you telling a story? What is that story? Is it resonating? Who Who are you talking to? Who's your target yes. market? Like, you know, if, if I say who, who are your customer avatars, who are you speaking to? You should be able to tell me everything about her up, yeah. up until what time is it? What is she doing at 10, 19? Yeah, you know, PM or ten nineteen AM the week the week of Christmas. What is she doing? Yeah, you know, um, so you know exactly who you're speaking to and tailoring your message. You know, again, having, um, you know, once you have those learnings, have have your strategy down, and yeah. you know, make sure that your systems and processes are in place. Um, 
make sure that your um, margins are, are, you know, in place and setting you up to be profitable and then understanding how you want to get your product out there to the consumer. Um, do you want to take an omni-channel approach? Are you focused on just e-com sales, wholesale? What's your strategy? Um, and then from then, you know, you can, you can take the steps to test, improve, tweak, yeah. and know how you want to scale. Love that. You gave some great gems and advice on what to do. What has been some of your biggest accomplishments since you started versus where you're at now? You know, that's a goal for me in the new year. And I've been called out by several people. I need to celebrate my accomplishments a little bit more. Um, <laughs> I'll face like head down, get to work. Um, but I'm, I'm, I'm very proud of us. Um, you know, oh no, I can't hear you. You there? Ivanya? Huh. <laughs> um, yeah, so I was saying that one of my goals, um, you know, in the new year is to do a better job about celebrating my accomplishments. I'm just always like head down, like what's next? Yeah. Um, yes. But I would definitely say, you know, navigating these past few years, especially mm -hmm. from a supply chain standpoint and being mm -hmm. able to, you know, continue to develop product and deliver on time and our partnerships with, um, with, with, you know, retailers such as Stitch Fix, Hallsbrook, Tucker Neck and our, you know, independent retailers is definitely mm -hmm. accomplishment. And we um, recently just launched a plus size collection. So that's something that I have um, been wanting to do for a while. Um, but I wanted to find the right, the right partner to launch with and we um launched this fall so that's that's been a huge accomplishment congrats a round of applause of course because i service as a stylist i service so many plus stars, so i'm excited that and it, it is, is an amazing accomplishment that you have been able to partner with major retailers there's designers that have uh wanted to do that and haven't been able to do it that have been out longer so the fact that you've been able to do it in the short amount of time you on the back and clap for yourself you've done some amazing things with your line i remember when we first met and you had us to your house with the samples and now you have your own showroom and major partners it's just been um, really great to see as well as see the product itself evolve um over time yes 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 thank you so much i know it's uh it feels like it was just yesterday when we met and you kind of saw where this was at the beginning so it's um Yes, yes, definitely, definitely. And then, of course, uh, what do you have coming up that you can share that you may want to share as far as the new year? Um, like any pop ups that may be happening in Atlanta? I know you do travel sometime on tour with the pop ups, but will there be any in Atlanta um, coming up in, in the new year? Yes, we are. Um, we are planning our well, we're finalizing the plan for our, our activation series. So okay. coming up in 2023, we'll be heavy um, on activations and okay. um, creating an experience for our clients. And, and we have several different markets, but we have an amazing collaboration coming out. We have a um, with a um, another entrepreneur of color 
um, and we'll be launching a capsule um, for that collaboration. And we have a new season um, releasing in February. So um, lots of exciting, exciting, exciting things coming up. Yeah, of course, we will tag you when we post this so people can follow you on social media, sign up so they can know when things are happening, when releases are happening, to see the new collections. Um, my last question is, what either three books, three movies, or three podcasts that you would recommend to someone um, who is starting or working their way through for the different three is everybody has a different medium so for you it might be books movies or podcasts so i just ask one out of the three you can share um you said one um one particular um resource out of the three yes okay um yeah i love so i love podcasts because i listen to them like i'm working or you know driving yeah. And um, one of the ones that I listen to pretty regularly is How I Built This. Um, oh, I love that too, but Guy. Yeah, yeah. And I love it because it um, it really walks an entrepreneur through their journey, right? And you get to understand that, oh, okay, well, um, this person might be going through the same thing I, I went through or we were, we're on a similar journey. It's not unique to me. So, and then you get to see, you know, kind of how it ends um, yes. for them, which is, which is they've scaled their company and it's, it's going well, but there's a purpose yes. to every single challenge. And then um, another, another, uh, I'll say a book, uh, something that I've read recently, but it's called Aesthetic Intelligence by Pauline Brown. Um, and you know, it's all, it's all about, uh, telling the story and creating an experience for your client. Um, and aesthetics have so much to do with that. Right. Yeah. So it's really, it's really honing in on your, um, your, your natural, I would say, aesthetic, aesthetic, aesthetic intelligence and enhancing that, um, to be able to stand out and create this, uh, this, you know, seamless, you know, sensational experience for your clientele. You might have to check that out because you're right. When you give an experience, it's not as visually, is uh, using all the sensors, sensor, um, senses rather, like, you know, visual, the smell, what it looks like, what it smells like, what it sounds like. So, no, I have to check that out. I love that. I love to read and I love to listen to podcasts. So every time I do talk with guests, I learn something new myself. Thank you for taking time to share with us. Is there any last words, advice, anything that you want to end with before um, we sign up? No. Um, I mean, I think I really enjoyed our conversation, right? I like, did I, too. I, I did will too. tell you, I will tell your listeners where they can find me and feel free to shoot me a message with any yes. questions that you might have, um, you know, after listening to this, but um, Chloe Kristen is at ChloeKristen.com. So that's C-H-L-O-E-K-R-I-S-T-Y-N.com. And we are most active on Instagram at Chloe Kristen. So at C-H-L-O-E-K-R-I-S-T-Y-N. Of course, we'll tag you so it'll be even easier for them to uh, reach out and connect and hopefully, you know, buy some pieces uh, find out about you and thank you again for taking the time I really enjoyed the conversation and we will chat soon take care amazing thank you for having me
Hi, thank you for listening and tuning in to Closet Chronicles. I hope you enjoyed the episode. If you are interested in learning how to turn your own passions and creativities into profits and monetize your gifts and talents, I would love to help you. I have a business of style class that you can take in person if you're in Atlanta or virtually anywhere in the world. If you'd like more information, click the link at the end of each episode. You can find out information, how to chat with me to learn how to grow and scale your business and not just let it be a hobby, but be able to actually build a thriving, sustainable business to support you and your family and your lifestyle doing what you love. I hope to chat with y'all soon. Take care. Bye-bye.